Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Monday, Christmas Eve, Takes on Takes edition of the show. Kyle, we are doing Takes on Takes, not on a Tuesday. And uh, must be something special. What's going on, dude? Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. Go Tigers. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for that wonderful intro. Guys, here's what I'm trying to do press conference. <laughs> we we talked blessed. about this on the we, we talked about this <laughs> on the pre-show. About how ridiculous Ed Ogeron sounded trying to get those guys to stop that drill on the other side of the indoor facility. And that is my Christmas gift to you, is you get to hear the Ed Ogeron voice on the Draft Dudes podcast. As done by you, man. I, that's As a real blessing. Me. Yeah, thank you. One of the great as moments. is making sure we get takes on takes in. Yeah, this week was a yeah. must have. We had to because we're going to take off tomorrow. It's Christmas, so we're we are not going to have a podcast for you tomorrow. But we will not we'll true be back football with, guys. No, yeah, I'll tell you, um, fake news. That's fake news. Uh, but we will have them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for you. But uh, we wanted to get takes on takes because it's our favorite thing, and you guys brought a ton, a ton of takes this week. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Um, and it's kind of at the point now where this has become really popular and we have to be selective. So we're not able to get every take in because of, you know, time constraints. So we need you to send in those takes on takes to our Twitter handles at the Joe Marino at grinding the tape using the hashtag takes on takes. And it's got to be good, right? Cause, cause if not, we might not be able to get to it. So bring your a game and, uh, and make this a fun show. Like you guys do every week for us. Yeah. Listen, like we don't want to big time you. But if you bring bad takes or takes that are lukewarm at best, we're going to big time you. I'm telling you right now. Ooh, Kyle's words, not mine. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess that's fair. Just make them good. Just make them good. And yeah, if you, just make them good. Yeah, we had, I mean, we pushed like 30 something this week. So it's not that they your take wasn't good. We just had to be selective. And uh, so pushing we, 30 takes is <laughs> that is that is quite the gift. You know what else would be a great gift? subscribing to the podcast i was gonna say this is not a segue into an advertisement just a simple request to please hit subscribe on your smartphone or your computer to the draft dudes podcast through itunes and help us in our quest to make the itunes top 200 we love you thank you the reviews were awesome last week so thank you yes we got we got several uh takes on takes yep are you giving the first take, or are you unwrapping uh, the first take yourself? You know what? I, since I have the option, I'm giving you the first take, Kyle. Oh, go Tigers. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, okay, here we go. go. I'm this trying one, to bait you. No, I'm not taking it. <laughs> this one comes from Bergboy412. Clemson defensive coordinator Brett Venables would be a top five defensive coordinator at the NFL level. Hashtag takes on takes. I am... As big of a Brent Venables fan as there is out there, I think Brent Venables would be a great college coach someday. But to call Brent at this point in his career with 
the sample size that we have and the talent level that's at Clemson relative to the talent level of almost every other team that they're going to play on any given year, that's a tough sell for me. That is not necessarily the hottest of takes because I think Brent Venables is a great defensive coach, but to say that he can go up where the the playing field is especially even and then be a top five defensive play caller is a bit rich for my blood. So I would sell on that take personally. How did Oklahoma let him get away? Was this about, and I don't remember this was, so he was at Oklahoma from 99 to 2011 and 2012, 2012, he left for, for Clemson. And I don't, sir, I don't remember this, but was it more of about him getting away from Bob Stoops and making his own legacy or what? Because my goodness, could they use him? Yeah, that would, uh, that would certainly <laughs> help the resume for Oklahoma in the playoffs having Brent, but they don't. I'm looking at his wiki page in January 2012 after it was announced that Stoops would be returning to Oklahoma to return the defensive coordinator position he held until 2004. Venables accepted the position of defensive coordinator at Clemson with a very lucrative salary. So that uh, he was cold. Yeah, he was a candidate for head coaching jobs at Miami, Kansas, Kansas State, Clemson and Texas Tech previously. He's in demand. He can go where he wants, right? Right. And he's just—he's yeah. waiting for the right spot. He's interesting. Joe, my first take from you comes from a new take submission person. Have not recognized this name on the show. Comes from at Real Skip Bayless. Oh boy! Seriously, how can anyone argue that Foles isn't better than Wentz? Foles oh, just threw for four seventy-one and four touchdowns versus what's supposed to be a very good Texans D. He did it to the Vikings' number one D in the NFC title game, and he did it to Belichick. Face it, exclamation point, better, exclamation point. So I get a surprise here, huh? This wasn't in the script. Uh, Yeah, look at Kyle making, continuing to remind us who Skip Bayless is. Uh, Yeah, obviously that's bad, right? Like um, I'm a Wentz guy. I believe in Wentz. I think there's some circumstances that – need to be factored in when you consider what you know Wentz this year and some of the struggles he had and and those types of things just never was quite right come on just retire skip please uh yeah, it's bad is that my real take is that what i got there yeah that's a real take all right i guess i have to accept it okay uh this one comes from mitch uh at not Mitch Hang? I I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, He says, unlike most people's opinion, Arizona State wide receiver and Keel Harry is a top 10 pick in this year's draft to me. Um, If you gave me top 20, I'm in. Top 10, no. I think there's too much elite defensive talent in this year's class. That Nikhil, which I like Nikhil. I've done his full draft assessment already. Um, I think he's definitely a first round lock for me personally. I think he's a great talent, not top 10. And when you survey the, uh, the landscape of the team's picking in the top 10 right now, we're only one week from a finalized draft order, Joe. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona, Oakland, San Francisco, Jets, Lions, Bucks, Bills, Giants, did I say Giants already? It meant Jets. Jaguars. 
and Falcons. Those are your teams currently picking in the top 10. So where in that hypothetical do you see Nikhil Harry getting his name called? I don't. I don't. Yeah. So, so I mean, not that there's not team – Teams need a wide receiver. I get that. Right, but right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's a little, little rich for me, too. Okay, Jared Feinberg. Take. Mm-hmm. We've replaced the obligatory West Virginia takes with Kyler Murray takes on the, the, the takes. <laughs> okay, the I'm takes getting shows. this one, huh? Okay, yeah. all right. Kyler Murray is going to be a first-round draft pick if he decides to play in the NFL. Fake news. I am not on board with this Kyler Murray as a first round draft pick, uh, not, I mean, just throw out the baseball stuff. I think he's got a lot of work to do as a prospect in terms of being a quarterback prospect. There's one thing he's not going to fix and that's his lack of size. Uh, him, he is very small, five ten, like what? 190 pounds. I mean, we, there, there's not quarter. There's the list of quarterbacks in the NFL that have had success at that size is none, right? Like that's literally, there's no, it's not been done. Okay. So he would be the outlier and I never assume anyone's the exception. Now, Looking at him just from a skill set perspective, obviously he's got a great arm. He can throw the ball with great velocity. He can drive it to any part of the field, but he isn't a patient passer. And I think that's something that gets lost in the mix when people watch Kyler Murray. They'd say, oh, he's just just the patient in the pockets to let to let routes develop and, hit, and, and then he just gears up the fastball. Nah, dude, Kyler Murray's a slow processor and he has an elite offensive line. You have to be able to hit throws with anticipation. You need to be able to understand coverage and where there's leverage and where it's going to be soft and work the football to those spots and understand that. Kyler Murray is a point-and-shoot guy that just holds on to the football, buys time, plays behind a great offensive line, and launches it down the field. He's a backyard football player. And I think that the NFL has opened itself up a little bit. to, to, to You've seen some of these guys be able to have some success doing that a little bit, but you still got to be able to hit plays within the structure and timing of the offense, and Kyler Murray is really underdeveloped in that area. So he's small and underdeveloped. He's not a first-round prospect. All right. Jeez. You feel better? <laughs> it's been I a while better. since I had one of those, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, I feel Forgot better. to breathe. Okay. Whew. The only thing missing was the Go Tigers at the end. <sighs> That's going to be your thing today. <laughs> Mark Jarvis has had, you know, look, Mark, this was a good one that you had for us last week. We actually just recorded it a little earlier than we thought. And we were, weren't able to get in. So I'm glad we're going to this week, and I'm glad Kyle's going to get it. Uh, Mark Jarvis at What's on Draft NFL. Will Greer, West Virginia quarterbacks, mediocre arm strength, iffy mental processing, and mechanical issues make him worth a late-round flyer, not a premium pick, maybe not a top 200 player in terms of value. What do you got? You forgot hashtag takes on takes. At the end. Hashtag takes on takes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think Jarvis's criticisms are accurate, and he doesn't really drive the ball. Some of his decision-making under pressure makes you want to pull your hair out, and he falls off the pitcher's mound, which is in association. I've never heard that before. <laughs> what, falls off the pitcher's mound? How do I have never heard that? I, I first picked that up from Daniel Jeremiah. That's so good. So I can't take credit for that. But think about the way Will Greer throws the ball, yes. right? Yes, yes. I love falls, it. Everything falls off to his left. Oh, that's good. Thank you for bringing that to my world. Yeah. So, and that, you know, really amplifies the arm strength issues and and being unable to really drive the ball down the field because he's got wasted kinetic movement falling down in the way to his left when he throws the football. Um, I think those are all accurate. 
definitely not worth a premium pick. I think late top 200 is I mean that's like it's, six it, yeah, round. Yeah, that's that's where I I struggle. I I think I have Will in round 4 based off the film. So he's a day three guy for me, but I think there is some upside there. And if you can break him, break him of some of his bad habits, as far as you know, he has some mobility, he has the ability to flush and extend, but he's got to stop flipping his back to the field and he's got to stop looping around, trying to make plays happen, throwing off his back foot. If you can tame the, the stallion a little bit, I think there's enough there to work with that, that he can be a, a position consistent backup potentially be a spot starter as you need if you have an injury on your roster. So I'm going to disagree with the top 200, but everything else that Mark said, I agree with 100%. Uh, um, we've got a take from Chain Tillinghast. How much better of a football team do the Jets become if they sign Le'Veon Bell? Hashtag takes on takes. A lot better. This isn't a, this isn't uh, a take, but I really yeah. like the potential proposition here. Yeah, uh, I like this a lot. I have an article on the Draft Network today uh, that is the oh, perfect offseason. Yeah, well, you've got some big stuff on the Draft Network today that hopefully you can <laughs> plug at some point. Uh, I gave every team uh, the perfect offseason gift, and my gift for the New York Jets was Le'Veon Bell because – I think he can give them, you know, obviously one of the best offensive playmakers in the NFL, a multifaceted weapon, a guy that we know what he can do, right? We don't have to guess. Uh, and uh, it's it's not obviously he's a great runner, right? He gives you all the all the ability you can want in a running back, but to give Sam Darnold that type of receiving threat out of the backfield, I think does so much for him because Sam's done a really good job this year of. He's made plays, so don't, don't, I'm not taking I, – I, if you're listening to me thinking that I don't respect Sam Darnold's ability to, to hit challenging throws or to, throws of high degree of difficulty, you're, you're, you're not hearing me well. He's done a really good job of taking what the defense gives him, and that is the mark of a great quarterback. And you get a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who is one of the most dynamic receiving threats in the NFL out of the backfield, and give it to Sam Darnold, who knows how to use that type of a player and continue to build this offense – Jets are going to be a problem, man. Uh, so I do think, especially with the cap situation that the Jets have, they have all kinds of money. Going after and making sure they get Le'Veon Bell would be a match made in heaven and something that I think has to be a big, big priority for the Jets this offseason. Joe, hear me out real quick. Okay. Jets, sign yeah. Le'Veon Bell and draft DK Metcalf in the first round. Nah, don't do that to me. I don't need I can't. What do you think of that? That's How do you feel man. about that, Joe? That's pro- that's a problem. That's a problem. Like I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I can't have it. can't have that in the division. Uh, but yeah, no. Obviously, honestly, that that's that's how you build around a young quarterback. That's how you do what the Jets or the Bears did for Trubisky. You go do it for Sam. And right. uh, yeah, I mean, get the offensive line right, get some weapons. Hopefully, the Bills can do that, right? Hopefully, the Car- I mean, the Cardinals. My God, they've got so much work to do. But yeah, even uh, Baker, right? You'd love to see Baker get another weapon in the passing game. Maybe Nikhil. another, maybe yeah, give him Nikhil, Nikhil, and or Hollywood. There's look, there's just ways to get this done uh, for these these teams with these young quarterbacks, and I hope it all happens for all of them because I want all these guys to have every every opportunity. Even Lamar at Baltimore, he needs he needs some dudes. Uh, in the passing game. And so check out my article. I'm not going to tell you, but I gave him a, a weapon in the passing game that I think helps them in a lot of ways. 
So uh, there, there are some, some really nice marriages in terms of these young quarterbacks and weapons that they can get in free agency and through the draft. That was a good one. All right, here we go, Kyle. Uh, this one comes from JJ. At JJ Pierce 97, if Justin Herbert is to declare for the NFL draft, the New York Giants will give up all they can to get to number three and snag him. And also, Joshua Jacobs will be the second best running back in this year's draft behind David Montgomery. Hashtag takes on takes. Okay, so first of all, you gave me two takes, not one. Well, he put it all in one. He fit it in in the 240 or whatever you get for Twitter. Um, Let me see here. I guess it kind of depends on what Haskins does, right? Because if you look at the draft order right now, the Giants are currently slated to pick eighth. None of the teams in front of them are a threat to pick a quarterback. Jacksonville's not in front of them? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not right sore now. Subject. Sore subject. Yep. Yeah. Thanks to Jacksonville winning a game like a bunch of idiots. Week 16, <laughs> they're not in front of the Giants. They're not. Uh, Giants currently picking eighth. Jaguars currently picking ninth. Oh, they're in the driver's seat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. I mean, the, the teams in front of right now are Buffalo. You could argue they need a quarterback. Get, go home. <laughs> sorry, sore subject. The Bucks, <laughs> the Lions, the Jets, the 49ers, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Raiders are kind of a wild card, but I digress. In this hypothetical, the Raiders are above the third spot anyway. Yeah. I don't see the motivation to trade. Do you see Gettleman doing that? I mean, just from a predictive standpoint? No. I think that kind of goes against the grain of his philosophy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of trading up for Gettleman. Big time. You know, to that type of extent. Maybe subtle moves. Right. 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 I mean, we're going to give up multiple first-round picks and stuff like that? I don't think so. I'm going to pass on the Joshua Jacobs take because I know there's been a lot of heat on him lately. A lot of buzz. I haven't done enough work on him to have an educated take and response. But David Montgomery, RB1, are you there? No, that's fake news. All right. Um, Let me see here. We got one in your wheelhouse from Walker Kelly. Uh, This is a turtle guy, turtle dude. Joe Giles Harris is LB1. I like like him as a day two guy. Um, And obviously, Mac Wilson returning to school – all indications, right? His mom said it. That's pretty strong. Who knows what will happen when he finds out that he's a first-round talent when the NFL Advisory Committee gives him that. Uh, but I, I think Devin Bush and, and Devin White are the top two linebackers in this class. So I'm not uh, I'm not here for this one with Joe, Joe Giles Harris as, as LB1. Are you, what about you? Are you there? That's crazy to you, right? You know, I got real disappointed to – start to look up Joe Giles Harris and then find out that he's not a senior this year. So no, yeah. I put him on the back burner. Yeah, I'm very selective. Yeah. yeah, I'm selective with I'm aggressive with doing underclassmen as far as writing their formal reports, but I have to be a little selective because they gotta be guys I feel like are in the class, otherwise I'm just wasting time. Now you've done Bush and White, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Actually I've not done White. I know White's oh, okay. game intimately though. And okay. I will have him above Devin Bush, but I like Devin Bush more than I thought I would. Yeah. All right. Thought he he took positive strides a lot in 2018. Give me take. I got it. yeah. Here give we take, go. Give me take. Give me take. All right. All right. All right. Oh, I just that was bad, McConaughey. Okay, this one all comes right, from. All right. All right. You're better. Your Orgeron's better. Um, okay, Dakota Mil- Muller. Dakota Muller at Mister Redbeard too. I'm sure it's oh. glory. If your Twitter handle is named after your Mr. beard, Mr. Redbeard, yeah, it, that's, that's got to be, be glorious. A great beard. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, hashtag – no, this is at Draft Dudes, which is interesting because we don't actually have that oh, handle. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? Is that open? I don't know. <laughs> actually, I don't – actually, you know what? I don't think it is. I think I remember somebody reached out in a DM yeah. like two years ago. It's like, hey, man, like we were going to do a podcast called Draft Dudes and it never materialized and I would totally give it to you, but I don't remember the login information for the account. Oh, you ass. <laughs> What an ass. So it does exist. There's one tweet from 2014, and that's it. You know, there's a lot of these. Why do you – the nah, never mind. Okay, no, Dar- Daryl no, Henderson – Don't go down the rabbit hole. Just give no, me the I'm not. Daryl Henderson, Memphis running back, will be the best running back that comes from the 2019 draft. I know mm. Memphis offensive line was beasting this year, and yet I stand by what I said. Hashtag takes on takes. Mm. I like the conviction, Dakota. Mr. Redbeard, too. As of right now, I actually agree with you. I've done seven. Ooh. I've done seven formal running back assessments thus far: Rodney Anderson, Bryce Love, Justice Hill, L.J. Scott, Divine Azigbo from Nebraska, Karan Higdon from Michigan, and Daryl Henderson. Henderson currently sits as my top-rated running back out of that group. Who are the contenders to get back into that space? Well, I'm glad you asked. We have David Montgomery, who's been brought up on this podcast already um i i like montgomery's contact balance but i have questions as far as his lateral quickness and his cut ability damian harris is kind of low-key sneaky like he's gonna be a rock solid back in the nfl but i don't think his ceiling's especially high i haven't seen benny snell but i don't expect benny snell to challenge don't expect devin singletary to challenge he's an early entry from florida atlantic Zach Moss is an interesting one because I haven't seen a lot of him and I've heard a lot of good things about him. But right now, with the names that I've done already, I would favor Daryl Henderson to be RB1 when it's all said. All right. Here's my challenge to you, Joe. You get one shot. Okay? All right. I'm going to read you the names again of the seven players that I've done. I want you to put them in order for me. Of the way you have them? Yeah. Okay, I've got a yeah. paper and pen. All right. Like the dramatic sound effects you have. This is a good soundboard. Had that sound effect ready and ready, ready to roll. Okay. Rodney Anderson. That was a joke, by the way. Okay. Bryce okay. Love. You're taking this all serious now. Just I Hill. always do. LJ okay. Scott. Okay. Divine Zigbo. Karan Higdon and Daryl Henderson. Okay. Okay, I got it. This is the order I think you have them in right now. Yep. Henderson, Higdon, Anderson, Hill, Azigbo, Scott, Love. Say them again one more time for me, but slower. Henderson, one. Higdon, two. Anderson, three. Justice Hill, four, Azigbo, five, LJ Scott, six, Bryce Love, seven. Mm, no, not really. All right, well, I try. You got Henderson in the right spot, and you got Anderson in the right spot. Who's your two? Hill? Hill. Okay, three. Anderson, which you got right. Okay, four. Azigbo. Okay, five. Higdon. Okay, six. 
Love, and then Scott. All right. I wasn't very close. Yeah. You got two of them right. Two out of seven ain't bad. Joe, uh, we're getting up against the wire here. How many more takes do we have? You got to ask me Corey's take. And I'm going to ask you Dalton's take. Okay. And uh, we're going to let it breath, as Dalton recommended oh, on Twitter. Oh, jeez. I did say, I, Dalton, I told you he wasn't going to let it go. So Tua Tagovailoa was crowned way too early and has to progress quite a bit for me to believe he's a legitimate top QB prospect. Don't get me wrong, he is good, but damn, he ain't perfect. Hashtag takes on takes. Hashtag let it breath. Uh, I've said this a lot of times on this podcast, is that every quarterback starts as a first-round pick and they work their way back. And I think everyone's hunger for the next thing at quarterback leads to this vaulting, I guess, uh, of quarterbacks and and not really having enough sample size to truly make the statements that we do about them. So I'm not sure this is a Tua thing as it is a mindset when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, Everybody wants that, the unknown and what, you know, the, the flashes, but yeah, John Ledger deserves a lot of credit for this. Talking about Tua, he, you know, I think he recognizes that he's a good player, but like he hadn't been tested. And as the test came, we saw some some warts, you know, some some chinks in the armor when it comes to uh to Tua. And he is still young, right? He's this is his first season as a starter, right? Like he started half of half of a game last year. So he's got some big tests ahead of him this year. He's battled some injuries. But, you know, we want to see the growth next year. Do I think he has the upside to be a very high first-round pick? Yes. But, you know, even myself, where I, I, I even said that, you know, like the most important team that a thing a team can do in 2019 is make sure that it gets to uh, in the draft in tw- the next year's draft. And it's easy to fall victim to that. And I think Tua can be that guy. But, yes, I think there is something we can learn from this and so many other examples of – everybody gravitating towards a quarterback without having truly enough of a sample size to, for there be, to be a justification. Right. So yes, I, I do. I do think there's a lot of truth to what uh, Dalton said there. And then let's finish with this, uh, this great high note here from Corey Ashburn at core core. Hey, 13. All right. Uh, and this is at grinding the tape. So he wanted you on this and I guess you'll yeah, see why a, you're he's in a, a second. Dol- he's a dolphins fan. So I know okay. why, he's, why he's in my, my mentions right now. All right. So here we go. Let's talk Dolphins here. If the Dolphins could scout slash develop offensive line and defensive line like they do running backs, they'd be a consistent playoff team. Hashtag takes on takes. Well, I don't know why he's asking me because I'm not a Dolphins fan. Oh, no. <laughs> Lifelong Cleveland Browns fan. Here on the well, show. A couple, te- couple teams not in the playoffs this year. Can we talk about the brass balls on Baker Mayfield just staring what- down Hugh Jackson? After sixty-six, no, it's not. And I'm I'm doing my research courtesy of the Draft Network's uh, Burt Bell Historical NFL Draft Library. Thank you very much. Yeah, I am pulling up the history of the running backs the Dolphins have drafted in the last ten years. Uh, Jalen Parmley in the sixth round of 2018. Daniel Thomas, who is the softest running back in the <laughs> entire life. I liked playing against him. Keep 62nd going. overall pick, Daniel well, Thomas. Lamar Miller, 97th. 
overall in 2012. Should, should, Great pick. Should have kept him. Yeah. Mike Gillisley turned out to be a nice little player, 164th overall. Jay Ajayi, 149th overall. Health issues aside, he was a productive back. Yeah. Yep. Kenyon Drake, 73rd overall, and Kalen Balaj this year, 131st overall. Uh, my hot, t- my hottest take here is Kenyon Drake is massively overrated. He is a phenomenal a athlete. I have, yeah. but there's a reason why Adam Gase gives him six carries a game. First of all, Drake can't pass protect to save his life, and it's been a, a, a sore spot for a really long time. There's a reason why the Dolphins have consistently brought in, you know, the Damian Williamses of the world to be the third down back while they have Kenyon Drake on the roster. And Kenyon Drake gets the benefit of the doubt because he's had this big explosion last year against the Patriots in an upset win. And then this year obviously was the uh, finishing touch on the Miami miracle. So people see these flashes of Kenyon Drake and well, gee whiz, we got to get in the ball 20 times a game. He's not he's not that kind of back. But with that said, they have identified some nice talent at the running back position. And if the Dolphins could just secure any interior offensive line whatsoever, you know, maybe they don't ruin Ryan Tannehill to the point where he's walking into sacks and you know, having aneurysms and throwing the ball directly to linebackers in coverage and subsequently losing the football game and uh I'm getting sidetracked here. Look what you've done. I think so, there's mo- I think there's more <laughs> problems with this Dolphins team than just the offensive line. The offensive line is the crippling issue, but they absolutely need to be better at identifying solutions on the interior offensive line and the interior defensive line. So it's a good take to bring us home. Would they be a cons- Is there any? Is this the the missing link between the Dolphins and being a consistent playoff team? Yeah. They get the trash. Okay. They get they get the shit kicked out of them in the trenches. It's anybody who's worth a lick on so, either so side you, of the ball. I mean, th- these are big implications. You're saying that the issues that the Miami's had at quarterback wouldn't exist if the offensive Ryan, line Ryan scouting and Andy Dalton. was better. Ryan Tannehill's Andy Dalton. Okay, then 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 I, I guess if, if, get, if you if believe you that, better, then yes. if you get better structure around him, maybe not this year. But for the first five years of Ryan Tannehill's career, before he became this ghost of a quarterback that I've seen over the course of the last month since he came back from the injury, um, Tannehill's first five years, he was good, not great, could have got the job done in preferable situations and conditions. He's no longer that player. But if you look historically, this team has been close but this team has lost the battle up front against so many teams. And two games each year is probably the difference in the Dolphins going to the playoffs two or three more times over the course of the last six years, seven years. Well, I'll be curious. Games. Curious who that Dolphins quarterback is last year, because as you and I Stop talked it. about for, for an hour earlier today, Tannehill at $26 million next year cannot happen. You can't no, do it. You cannot so, do it. Can't there's going to be a new quarterback it. in the teal and orange. Is that what – I guess, yeah. Just first of all, Miami, you're on thin ice. Bring back the throwbacks on a permanent basis, please. That is going to do it for us I, here on the Draft Dudes podcast. Go ahead. Give it to no, me. Hot take. Say, hot take to close it. Thought the thought the uh, the end zones would, would get the win. So did I. Yeah. Big yeah. disappointment. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. What do we know? Seven and nine forever. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Well, 
We'll see you guys on the other side of Christmas. Hope you guys enjoyed today's takes on takes. We definitely wanted to make sure we got it into you. In the meantime, start building and caching your takes for next week. As we said, we get a lot of takes this week. So if we didn't get to you, we apologize. A pro tip, don't give us the same take because the competition has been bumped by our listeners. You guys have to really bring the heat to get on the show. So bring your hot takes. Nothing crazy, right? Like Aaron Judge <laughs> should play football and be a tight end. Like not that yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that one time. So Did we? <laughs> Yeah, I remember the what was that the at the dual sport thing we did was that that was on lockdown. Yeah, but that, that, yeah, yeah, that was the super show that that wasn't yeah. that wasn't right. takes on takes. Yeah. No, no, no. So give us your takes. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at grinding the take. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to Draft Dudes podcast and go Tigers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.